Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? It is the Osmo.com NHL DFS strategy show. And we have a big nine-gamer to discuss. Uh, won't be quite the sprint like it was on Monday, but uh, go through things relatively quickly and uh, let you be on your way. Um, hopefully you did well last night. If not, it's there's a reason. It's called Daily Fantasy Sports. Another opportunity tonight. I've got lineup study up here. I've got uh, the lineup builder up here as well. Um, seems like some people did pretty well in the Slack. Saw a couple screenshots this morning. Um, if you guys ever want to share those, that's awesome. Feel free to do that in Slack. And uh, <laughs> Josh already trolling me. 
Yeah, my boy Mike was calling me out in chat yesterday. Um, so, Mike, if you're here, apologies. You don't get to hang out with Cliffy and Josh today. Uh, those guys will be back tomorrow. Slate kind of flipped today. We've had these big Monday and Wednesday uh, slates. Or I should say slates have flipped this week. It feels like a bunch of weeks uh, during this season. Um, so lighter Tuesday, Thursday this week. But uh, this was supposed to be the last week of the season. So we do have a bunch of games scheduled for next week. I, I actually haven't heard. I was looking yesterday. I don't know. Maybe you guys know. Uh, what's going to happen with these Vancouver Calgary games that are scheduled for the like apparently the season could end two weeks from today with just like a bunch of days with one game seems like they're just going to end up not playing those but I don't know what's going to happen with the money situation situation there because all the teams that are going to be playing it's not really going to matter I don't even know if it's going to matter for seeding so uh it'll be interesting to see what happens with the makeup games but I guess I'll just uh, load up projections every day until there's no games. And uh, and then the real fun starts with the playoffs. I think the contests are going to be pretty good across the board, at least to start. Um, but, yeah, okay, so there's Calgary, Vancouver, sponsors and TV broadcast commitments to worry about. Yeah. I just can't imagine them playing, like, for – 10 days after the season ends when neither of them are going to be playing anymore. Once those games, like it's just basically a bunch of ex, uh, exhibition games. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm certainly not going to figure it out for them. I'd be happy to play the showdowns, but I'd, I think I'd rather have them start the playoffs early and or on time. I guess it would be on time. So we'll see. We'll see. We don't have to worry about that today. We've got nine games. As I said, uh, if you guys ever want to, uh, I mentioned sharing screenshots uh, in Slack, but uh, we've also got the Osmo Hall of Fame account, which I'm going to pull up. Uh, if you guys haven't seen this Hall of Fame Twitter account, it's basically just where we showcase big wins or small wins, uh, whatever is a big win to anyone. Uh, it's all relative here. So if you turn you know 50 cents into 500 bucks, uh, we had a nice win last night here. Uh, the NBA rebound is that that might be a $12, but anyways, really good ROI there. Bunch of winning screenshots from yesterday. So, if you ever want to, uh, you know, get patted on the back in a non condescending way, feel free to head over to Awesome Hall of Fame because it is really important that um, we showcase that you guys are uh, not only having fun but winning some money along the way. Um, tools have obviously helped me make a little bit of money as well this season. It's been a good NHL year. So I even have a couple screenshots that I shared with the Hall of Fame Twitter account. So everybody's doing it. You might as well join in on the fun when you win something. Lineup study from last night. I've got the, it was an uh, $11 last night, 96 max entries. You guys can kind of see this. Maybe I'll zoom in. When I look at the lineups, uh, Drew 0430 took it down on DK, cleared everybody by four points, only took him one lineup. You don't even need 150 or 96 max like some of us had in here. You can win with just one, as Drew did yesterday. Guy in second, uh, or girl, uh, three lineups, 
and uh, only cashed one of them, but got second place for um, nice twenty five hundred bucks there. Um, let's look at the lineup because I actually haven't looked at this just yet. Maybe I'll zoom in now so you guys can see this. Okay. Crosby, one-off. Uh, I was not heavy on pit one. Certainly wasn't heavy on Crosby one-offs. Uh, and then you've got the unconventional, um, very unconventional, actually, Carolina stack, four forwards, two from line two, two from line one, and left out Sebastian Ajo. Uh, Cody CC. I guess you can call that a two-man CC. It's Sidney Crosby. Pulak scored a goal. Mike Smith got you a win in what was a pretty low scoring. Well, I think it was ended up being four to one. Um, and then Mike Riley in the util spot. So this might have been, uh, at least we know, Whistle Go Woo, his burner account is Drew0430, defenseman in the early game. I guess there were a lot of early games. So we'll give him a pass on that. Defenseman in the util spot. 3D, I guess that's just the way of the future. Everybody's big in these days with 3D. Um, lonely? I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not lonely here. I sit in this office all day. This is actually, this is actually the, probably the least lonely I feel uh, throughout the day. So no, I'm not lonely here. I've got all my friends in Slack. You, you serious? We've got 40 plus people watching already, and we haven't even gone through a game. I would never get to that lineup uh, in a million years. Alex says. Yeah, that's, I mean, long-term, I don't know if that's going to be a lineup that you want to play, but it was a shorter slate. Uh, maybe 3D was viable. I tend to stay away from that. Even on small slates, I think it can get overused. Um, I don't do it, but that's not to say that it's not right. I mean, you've seen whistles go woo and a bunch of people think with that sort of line of construction. So, um it's all about balancing projection ownership and uh, getting a little bit lucky. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything else really that we is super pressing that we need to look at from last night. Uh, we'll look at the second place lineup. This might be a lineup that Alex would have gotten to. Uh, it's just a three-three stack: Crosby, Rust, Gensel, Trocheck, Niederreiter, Teravainen, um, but not your correlated defenseman. So took a shot with Hauser here. And paid off in a big way. Second night in a row, $6,500 goalie. You got 30 points. That's usually going to uh, put you ahead of some people, especially when the team on the other side was popular. Uh, not to say that you couldn't have won with uh, Islanders 2. <clears throat> I think I had a pretty good lineup in one of the higher stakes tournaments. And I, I think it was Isles 2. So both sides kind of got there. But $6,500 goalie for 30 points, that is a nice little boost. It was a tough combo to fit in. As you see, you had to pretty much double punt your defenseman, Jeremy Lazon and Severson uh, were the defensemen here. So two cheap guys, a cheap goalie, uncorrelated. Uh, Nice-looking lineup there for a short slate. 3D is okay if there are bargains at D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Elway's, Ar- Elway's Army, right? Uh he had a top three with an Islanders two stack. Okay. 
Can you guys not read this? Yeah, I guess. Uh, oh, if you you got to put the quality up as high as possible. I don't know. Uh, that might help. But yeah, if you can't read this, it's not your fault. It's probably something I'm doing incorrectly, which I will do on these streams, especially when I'm by myself trying to produce and uh, talk through nine games. Okay. Jock Market, presenting sponsor of the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show. If you haven't checked out Jock Market just yet, no better time than now. They have a promo going on, uh, a deposit bonus promo, where if you use promo code OSMONHL20, uh, you get a $20 bonus on your first deposit. About as good of a deal as you're going to find anywhere in DFS, anywhere in fantasy sports <clears throat> on the initial sign-up. So go check them out. Uh, you can buy and sell players in real time, get the real guaranteed payouts at the end of the night like you would uh, on your other DFS sites. But there's a little bit of a twist because you're doing some of the analysis during the games. So um, if you're looking to play another site uh, and get more action done, I think Jock Market is pretty soft right now. There's definitely some money to be won, um, especially you know when these newer sites pop up uh, and Jock Market is a good one. Uh, you're going to want to go over there and try to figure out the gameplay as quick as possible. And I think uh, it's it's pretty soft right now. So go support Jock Market. Um, it's free 20 bucks when you sign up. I mean, there, there's really no reason to not take advantage. Um, but we love having Jock Market as a sponsor here on the NHL DFS Strategy Show. Cliffy raves about him. I'm going to rave about him whenever I'm on. Uh, and that's how it should be. Aiden Hill going to start tonight. I just got the alert. All right, that doesn't matter for right now, but good mental notes. Talk away for later. Capitals and the Rangers. First of a few 7 p.m. Eastern starts. 2.9 applied total for the Caps. 2.9 for the Rangers. I think you guys should be able to read this screen if you're watching on YouTube. If you're watching on pod, it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't really hinder your experience too much. Anyways, um, I'm going to pull the lineup builder up with uh, all the premium tools on it as well. You guys can get that. If you join, uh, you get ownership projections, the projected uh, individual points next to the player name, as well as the projected stack points for forwards, which I really like to look at, compare stacks uh, across each game and across the rest of the slate. Uh, Ownership, top stacks, all that stuff is updated, and it was actually just run before the show. So it should be about as accurate as we can possibly get right now. There's going to be some more news rolling in throughout the day. <clears throat> Back to the Capitals and Rangers. Should be an interesting one. 2.9 for the Caps, if I didn't mention that. 2.8 for the Rangers. Uh, it's going to be Vanacek and Georgiev. Now, a couple things here. Uh, there's uh, question marks on Chris Kreider. Uh, Ovi's out. Uh, Panarin out. And Tom Wilson's in. Uh, I don't. So this is one where it's really hard to project what's actually going to happen because are the teams just going to fight each other all game? If you guys didn't see the hit uh, or the uh, the thrashing that Tom Wilson put on uh, first Pavel Buchnevich and then uh, Artemi Panarin, who is now out for the rest of the games. Um, yeah, it was a super dirty play. I mean, I don't know how anybody can argue that. Now, whether you like dirty play, you know, 
that's up to you, I guess, if you're old school in that way. Um, I, I can't imagine the NHL was thrilled with their star, one of their star players in one of their biggest markets, getting thrown down to the ice uh, with no helmet on. That being said, Tom Wilson was not suspended. So uh, that's not really, you know, he's here for DFS if you want to play him. Now, I actually don't think you can really, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised about anything that happens in this game. If there, if it's 7-6 because there's 45 penalty minutes, would that be that surprising? No. Um, I think it's going to be a competitive game. Uh, definitely reasons for, uh, like, I don't think you can play Wilson with any sort of confidence. If you want to play, I'm sure. But, like, this is one where the we're seeing 10% ownership on Caps 1, Bastrom, Mantha, and Wilson. Like, I don't want any part of that at 10% if that's going to be a thing because, like, unless you're just going Baxter Mantha, uh, those guys aren't going to spend a lot of time in the box probably. Uh, but you, you just never really know. So I, this one's kind of a big question mark for me. I don't have any lines written down that I really love playing. Um, ooh, new abs lines. Okay. They're new rookie guy, new hook. Uh, sorry, I'm getting distracted, getting alerts to my phone, but uh, we'll get to that. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just really hard for me to feel confident about playing anything in this game. So I think I would prefer the Rangers side just because we're seeing a little less ownership. I don't really know what the lines are going to be. Uh, I don't know if these are correct on the screen. I would think Sabanjad with Vucinevich is pretty safe. Now, what happens after that? I don't really know. You lose Panarin, that could certainly shake some things up. Um, but yeah, if you want to take some stabs at the Rangers, top line, whatever that ends up being. We'll probably get more clarity on that <clears throat> uh, this uh, later this afternoon or, you know, an hour and a half before the game, whenever they do the, uh, the coaches press conferences. And that's about it <laughs> for the forwards here. It's just, it is, you just can't really feel good about too much here. I, I, at least I don't think maybe I have a, a bad read on this one. Fox 6,800, a guy I don't mind playing. Um, but he's just expensive and no Panarin that's going to downgrade their power play. That's going to downgrade them at five on five. So uh, if I get to some of him with Rangers one, that's okay with me. Zach Jones is 2,500 on DraftKings. Uh, I think he's playing up in the, uh, the teens for minutes. Let's see where he was at last game at 17 and 18 um, in the last two games over 17 and 18 minutes, last two games. I think that's a perfectly fine punt, apparently a pretty talented player, this Zach Jones. Let's go to the next game, Preds and Blue Jackets, 2.9 implied total for the Preds, 2.3 for the Jackets. UC Saros and Elvis Merzlikens are your goalies. Um, People talking about Saros in chat uh, and cash people that don't usually play expensive goalies. I'm interested. In, in what what people are seeing in Saros tonight, but uh, I, I guess Blue Jackets have been putting up a lot of uh, a lot of shot attempts, especially last game. So um, it's the same match. It was two nights ago. Two point nine implied total for the Preds. Two point three for the Jackets, and I I like the Jackets again here. It feels really point chasey. The Emil Bemstrom hat trick. 
But like that line was, it wasn't a fluke that they had a bunch of scoring chances. They were really good at five on five as was the Domi Bjorkstrand and Cam Atkinson trio. So we're showing really low ownership on the Roslovic line. I'm, I feel good about going back there at least at the very least as a filler stack. They're for, they're free. You get a guy coming off a hat trick at 2,600. That's not going to be owned now, whether or not, I, I guess we'll see how many box score watchers there are uh, tonight. If he's seven, if Ben's from 7%, then, you know, we know there's a bunch of them out there. If he's two, 3%, which I think is probably closer to where he comes in, then, um, then maybe he's, you know, maybe the field's a little bit sharper than we're giving it credit for, or at least I'm giving it credit for. Um, but I do like both of the top two lines, just good price points. And they've been active at five on five. Um, and, you know, this Granlin yarn crock line is just continues to put up really bad defensive numbers. So Blue Jackets, I think, uh, especially that Roslovic line does get a pretty good matchup. Seeing some of the Granlin line, seeing some of the Halla line uh and probably avoiding top competition for the most part Domi Bjorkstrand and Atkinson got the best of uh the Johansson line in the last game in terms of the Corsi numbers Preds did end up winning the game though so they really got the last laugh Preds can uh, clinch tonight uh a playoff spot so if you want to go to them I think that's okay I just I'm not really a believer in the Grandland Yarncroft cotton line I think I'd rather go to Nashville one um Yossi and Ellis priced up, but uh, Columbus gives up a ton of goals. So um, there's certainly reasons to play the Preds. And the ownership is pretty reasonable. Uh, on the blue line for the Jackets, both Delzato and Jones uh, are, I think, quality plays. Uh, Jones priced up a little bit uh, compared to last night. I think he was under 6K or around 6K, up to 6,400. Delzato still at 2,900 and they're going to skate a bunch with both of the top two lines. So reasonable add-ons for both. Uh, some, uh, some Tom Wilson takes in chat. Yeah. I think I agree with all of you. It's, it's insane that they didn't suspend this guy. I, I maybe he'll get suspended tonight. Um, when he tries to take someone's head off again, uh, who knows? I think we're good on this one. Uh, it's going to be another Blue Jacket slate for me on a on a massive slate, uh, a little bit smaller than two nights ago, but uh, 2.3 implied total. I understand if people don't want to get to the Blue Jackets. More often than not, they're not going to score three, four goals. The median total of 2.3 suggests that this is a bad team, and they are, but I think they have uh, a couple pieces to like if they're going to play this style of hockey. Let's go to the Stars and the Lightning. 2.4 implied total for the Stars, 3 for the Lightning. It's going to be Odinger and Vasilevsky. This is one I have no clue, another one I have no clue what to do with, but not because we don't have certainty on the line combos, because, you know, we do, and we I think we pretty much know who's going to match who. Uh, based on what they did, um, la- I think it was early last week they played. They went point plot and Barry Boulet against... Uh, is it Barry Boulet or Barley Barry Boulet? Feels feels like the T has to be silent. I guess I I can't remember what uh, Josh and Cliffy say, but we'll go with Boulet for now. Uh, Hints Robertson and Pavelski. Uh, 
that's who the point line saw in the last game. And then, you know, it's a little bit different because Sagan's back in the lineup. Kiviranta is back in the lineup. Um, whether they consider that the top line or the Hints robertson pavelski line, I, I don't know for sure. But what, do you, what you do know is it's going to be top six against top six. And that's not really a fun matchup anywhere. It's it's uh, Point Palat Barboulet has been very good at five on five. If they go up against Hints robertson pavelski that's a really tough matchup for both sides. And Yanni Gord, Goudreau, and Coleman, the whole season has been given up very little uh, defensively. So while there is a three total here, not a good five on five matchup for really anything that I'm seeing. I mean, even if you wanted to dip down to Tampa three, I mean, congrats. You get to go up against Faxa, Cagliano and Como. That's, I mean, couldn't really be worse uh, of a matchup. So just strong, strong lines all around. Um, It's, not not a game that I'm attacking. So I don't really have much written down for this game other than just tough, tough matchups. Uh, if you want to go to a Hedman one-off, sure. Uh, if you want to go to Savard or Sergachev, I mean, that's fine. Um, I, I think more often than not, this is a pretty tight checking game. And, uh, you know, just neither team very giving. So I, I can't, I mean, it seems crazy that the Stars are out of the playoffs. They feel like one of the, top 10 best teams in the NHL uh, and they're not even going to make the playoffs. So kind of uh, had a rough go with the injury bug. Didn't have Sagan the whole season. Uh, Miro and Klingberg have been banged up a bunch of times throughout the season. So too bad for them, but uh, looks like they're going to be left out of the old Stanley cup playoffs this season. Tampa is not on the other hand, Tampa is going to get back Kucherov and Stamkos uh, very soon. They were practicing on the power play earlier this morning. So I'm sure fans around the league will have some thoughts about Tampa getting those guys back. Uh, but yeah, not a game that I'm in love with really anything. Um, I can't find certainly not stacks that I'm excited to play in this game. So let's go to the next one. Montreal, Ottawa, 3.1 applied total for the Canadiens, 2.5 for the Sens. We have Jake Allen and Philip Gustafsson. Uh, and the Sens kind of blew up their lines in the last game. Uh, I'm seeing on your screen White, Formington, and Nick Paul. Uh, I'd probably consider the the Stutzla, Pinto, Connor Brown trio as line two. So I think just the order is mixed up here. Either way, it's ugly. Like I, w- I would like to see White with Stutzla and Dadenoff again. Uh, looks like they went away from that. So that's a little bit disappointing. Um, it makes me more interested in the Montreal side. Now, I don't know how exactly Otto wants to match up here. You usually get Norris, Kachuk, Batherson against opposing top competition. If it were me and I was the Suns, I would match up against Suzuki, Toffoli, and Armia. That's been the strongest line for them. But to know Anderson and Cofield is also going to be, um, I think, pretty strong. And, you know, Montreal's just a pretty good five-on-five team <clears throat> all the way around. So maybe they match up against Dano. Maybe they match up against Suzuki. Maybe it's a little bit of both. I think it, it's probably going to be a little bit of both, maybe 60-40, 65-35, uh, one way or the other. <clears throat> but 
you know, I think it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to put both lines in play for me for Montreal. So I definitely want to get to a lot of Suzuki to Foley and Armia, <clears throat> just a line that I believe in a ton. The numbers have not let me down. They started off really hot and they haven't really been any worse. Uh, so, you know, not great defensively, but who cares? It's Ottawa. I'm not really worried about one line running them over. So I think they're priced in range. Armia, the days of $2,500 Armia, I think are over if he continues to play on this line. He's up closer to 4K, but still a good value for me. And uh, just couldn't be a, really a better situation. If they're going to be fully correlated on the power play, even better. Uh, it looks like you got one stacked unit. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, with Peachy running the point. So, yeah, there's a lot to like for Montreal 2. Uh, Montreal 1, Deneau, Anderson, and Caulfield. Uh, they're Okay. Uh, they're definitely a secondary play for me. Whereas I think Montreal too is a, uh, their primary play for me there. Um, I am, uh, I'm in on them tonight as I have been the last couple weeks and it, they, they haven't let me down too much. Yeah. Montreal too. Excellent for DFS liquid demon says, I agree. Do you always correlate your goalies with the stack? Is it bad not to do so? Uh, it's not bad not to do so. Uh, Cause sometimes one thing I think that's probably a leak in my game is that, so I correlate my goalies a lot. Um, but I think you sometimes miss out on these cheap goalies that are uh, projected to see a lot of shots with tournament winning upside, like 35, 40, 45 save upside. So when you correlate your goalies, usually those goalies are from teams that have really low implied totals and are usually bad teams like Buffalo um, like Ottawa, uh, you know, it was in Vancouver. And so you don't really want to stack with those teams. So if you force in correlated goal, you're going to miss out on some of those opportunities like Hauser last night. Um, so I think it's fine to do so as a general rule, but you can always play around with that if you are making that rule in fantasy cruncher. So yeah, I think it's fine to do so. I think it's fine not to do so. Norris, Kachuk, Batherson, that's the only line I'm looking at on Ottawa. Uh, it's just going to be a tough five-on-five five spot for them against either of the top two lines. That's how I'm seeing it. So whatever whatever Ottawa one I end up with, I think is great. Um, if I end up with five, 10% of them on a nine-game slate, I'll, I'll feel pretty good going into it. We're showing them at 2 or 3% ownership right now. That seems pretty low 
they're at two or three percent, um, then yeah, I think I'd want to be probably closer to eight to ten percent. But uh, they sneak up into the five, seven, eight percent range. I'm probably gonna be closer to where the field has them. So I'll keep an eye on their ownership. But uh, they look like a reasonable play for me. And there's honestly, you're just kind of running out of lines. If I'm already unsure on two games, take out four teams out of the eighteen and trying to play close to a hundred lineups. Uh, got to play something here. So auto one's going to be in my mix for sure. You've got a couple defensemen uh, to really like on Ottawa. And I think this is the reason why Ottawa one's going to be a little bit higher than what we're expecting. Brandstrom, if he's going to play top power play for 2,700 with no Shabbat, uh, that's another reason also why I like Montreal is no Shabbat. That, I mean, that makes a big difference for them, both offensively and defensively. Um, I mean, big, big downgrade for Ottawa. Uh, but Branstrom, if he's going to be 2,700 playing top power play, like he's just such an easy add on with an already reasonably priced stack that I think that's going to bring up the ownership of Ottawa one. I could be wrong. I mean, maybe they're going to be at 2% in, you know, four hours when I'm making my lineups or finalizing my lineups. But, uh, I feel like they come up a little bit. Um, and, we're showing nice, nice ownership on Montreal too. So I don't want to talk them up too much. You know, the, the 50 people that watch this might bring them from five and a half percent to 5.8% in those tournaments. And, you know, we just can't be having that. Uh, Mete as well, 2,500 going to be in an increased role. We already know Zaitsev's going to play a bunch of minutes. Uh, he, you know, he doesn't get power play time. So I don't think Zaitsev's minutes are going to jump way up, but I think, the minutes are going to be way up for Branstrom and Mete. So two very viable punt options there. Ducks and Blues, 2.1 implied total for the Ducks, uh, 3.4 for St. Louis. Gibson and Bennington are your projected goalies. Uh, I said the other night, so this is another repeat of Monday, uh, same venue as well. It's in St. Louis. O'Reilly, Shannon Perron, I wasn't too worried about them because uh, a bunch of their games have been against the Erickson Eck line in Minnesota, like just the nut worst lineup, uh, nut worst matchup you could possibly get. Uh, so their numbers were bad. They did have a pretty decent game last game. I think I'd like to see them generate a little bit more. Um, but you've got fully correlated St. Louis one that I think is going to be a decent possession line. I don't know that they're going to be super high event. So that's definitely a downside for these prices. Um, like you're probably not getting too many shot bonuses out of this line that often, but against the ducks, I think anything's possible and they're playing against a the line. They're going to play against the Zegras, Comtois and Terry trio again. I think, uh, they actually traded quite a few chances there. So I don't know, maybe Zegras, Comtois and Terry are just g- good already. I think I talked about them being good for like next season for DFS, probably a line I'm going to jump on if they're going to be together early in the season. Um, but maybe they're just good right now. Um, it's, it's possible. Uh, Blues banged up on their defensemen. Uh, no Krug for them. Uh, and I think they're missing missing one more guy. Uh, I know they're missing Tarasenko, but I thought one more guy on the blue line. So no Tarasenko tonight. So it kind of takes the uh, luster off of line two, Bozak Schwartz and Sanford. Um, so I think I'm either going to St. Louis one or dropping down to the third line. Uh, Robert Thomas, Mike Hoffman, 
and Jordan Cairo, probably my favorite third line of the night, if not um, you know, top two or, or third at most. I can't think of one off the top of my head that I like more. So they're up there. Uh, wouldn't really treat them as a third line. They're a second line. So people are going to treat them as a third line. Uh, be my guest, but I think they're they're the top six. Um, they're going to play a decent amount of minutes. They all get power play time. Hoffman on that top unit with St. Louis one. Justin Falk running that unit uh, for whatever reason. Uh, other than that, in this game, so I think the St. Louis side is, is pretty easy. Uh, St. Louis 1, St. Louis 3 are my favorite stacks here. St. Louis 1 getting close to 10% ownership. I got to about 14% on my last crunch. So um, I, I think it's pretty good chalk if they're going to be popular. I think I'm going to be over the field on Anaheim one. I'm not, you know, unloading on them or anything like that. I'm not playing 20% of them, which is a lot for me on a uh, nine game slate. But I think, you know, if I can get double or triple the field, if they're going to end up below uh, 3%, 2%, somewhere in there, if I can use them in like seven or eight lineups, 10 lineups, uh, I, I like it. I like it. I think whenever these line, whenever these new lines have sustained numbers, um, and these guys are all pretty young. I think Troy Terry is pretty young. I know Comtois and Zegras are are babies, but um, you know sometimes when it just gets put together, uh, they they're just good, and you can't really explain why. So obviously a lot of talent on this line. They're fully correlated on the power play. I don't think they're going to be completely forgotten about, but because of the two point one total. Um, looking for reasons to play anyone tonight, and uh, they check a few of the boxes. Even though the matchup at five on five is going to be very tough, at least you get to go against uh, the Woat Jordan Bennington, who's just been god awful this season and throwing as many tantrums as he's had good games. So, if you want to throw them in, uh, I don't know about defensemen on the Duck side. Sometimes, I, besides Hayden Flurry, I, I should say that he's a guy I've touted a bunch of times recently I still like Hayden Fleury for 2800 but like the power play guys Mahura and Shattenkirk no no I think you could probably do better there Falk I would just play with St. Louis one Pareko goes a little bit better with St. Louis two or St. Louis three if you want to uh, add in some correlation that's going to be a pretty low owned four man St. Louis two uh st louis three thomas hoffman Cairo plus pareko if you're interested in that against a pretty terrible ducks team all right let's go to the knights and the minnesota wild 2.9 applied total for the knights 2.7 for the wild this was another one we just saw uh on monday night we think well it could be leonard i haven't seen any confirmation let me check my little twitter list here Aiden Hill, okay, that's for the final game. The coroner, uh, I don't know. Maybe we do have confirmation here. If we do, okay, Marc-Andre Fleury. All right, I think I've got him in the projections. If not, I will make that swap out. Fleury projected to go Talbot, projected to go for Minnesota. Um, this one's, this one's a little bit tough for me because, uh, you know, there's no patch tonight. He's out. 
Yenmark just sliding in, taking a spot. That makes that line pretty cheap. Now the problem, yeah, Drysdale's out for Anaheim. Uh, the problem for, uh, is he out? Oh, he Drysdale's back in. He'll return to the lineup. Okay. My bad. I thought I saw him out. Um, Yenmark's just filling in for Pacioretty, it appears. Top power play, top line with Stevenson Stone. But like... Stone Pacioretty compared to Stone Yanmark is, it, I don't know, feels dirty to be to be playing uh, Chandler Stevenson and Yanmark in the same lineup. Uh, and you know, Stone's not like a, an amazing goal scorer. He can definitely score goals, but uh, just an elite, elite two way forward, right? Um, but they had good numbers in the last game, so I'm a little bit torn on what to do. They had good numbers while facing off against Erickson at Greenway and Felino, so maybe that's a one game mirage. Uh, they were, they got up early in the game and the Minnesota storm back. Uh, it was a, just an absolutely wild game, really fun one to watch. I doubt we see that repeat tonight. Um, I think there's one clear spot again that I want to go. And I think it was the one I mentioned last game. It's Kaprizov, Hartman and uh, Zuccarello uh, going up against the weaker defensive line. Uh, not that Vegas is weak really anywhere, but Carlson Marshall so, and Riley Smith is uh, a line that I don't mind going up against at the very least. And Kaprizov, Zuccarello, they've been awesome this season. I like Hartman between them. I am not a Victor Rask guy. Uh, and, and you know, Victor Rask's line mate, Bonino, scored uh, twice last game. So maybe Rask can prove me wrong and be good on this Minnesota 3. If you want to play Minnesota 3, um, at least you get some Kevin Fiala exposure and it looks like all three of those guys are on the same unit. Now I wouldn't pay too much attention to PP one PP two with the wild right now. Um, they, they oftentimes split uh, power plays and they, they mix it up on the fly during games. Like it's tough to get a grasp on their power play units, but they're all going to probably get power play time. So if you wanted to go to Minnesota three, I'm okay with that. Uh, I was looking at Vegas three, but uh this Peyton Krebs guy, he only got he only got like nine minutes last game, so that's a little bit worrisome. Twenty five hundred, you could probably throw him in with Tuck, uh, and and Nick Roy is only twenty five hundred as well. But uh, feels like Tuck scores every single time against his the team that exposed him in the draft, in the expansion draft. Even Victor Rask's dad isn't a Victor Rask guy. Wow, um, I yeah, maybe not. Maybe not for DFS, at least. Victor Ass dad probably just slams Kaprizov and Zuccarello and leaves off his son, his own son, if I had to guess. So, yeah, I think I'm with you there, Cliffy. But I do like Minnesota-Kaprizov uh, line. Um, I think this is going to be a lower-scoring one, though. So, hoping for an outlier performance there. Uh, lukewarm on Vegas 1. Uh I'm okay with some Vegas two coming back just because Kaprizov has been uh, not great defensively. Kaprizov and Zuccarello together, they haven't been great defensively. So if you want to go for some goals, uh, and I think if there's going to be a big performance, it will come from either Minnesota two or Vegas two. That's how I'm treating this one. Uh, oh, defenseman, Alec Martinez, 6,200. Petrangelo, 6,500. Shea Theodore, 6,600. I don't know how you really choose from these guys. Uh, I'd probably rank them Shea. They're all, they're all 
probably fine as one-offs. They're going to play a lot of minutes. Um, I'd probably go shave Martinez Petrangelo, I guess. I Who knows? Uh, they could finish in any order. One of them could have 35 points, and I wouldn't really be surprised. Uh, on the wild side, Spurgeon and Dumba, once again. Dumba's at 4,100, uh, whatever you think of him. But he's going to play his 20. He's going to play some power play time. And uh, you can go him with uh, Minnesota, too, if you would like. All right, Winnipeg, Calgary, 2.6 implied total for the Jets, 2.9 for the Flames. Hellebuck and Markstrom are your goalies. Boy, did I look dumb the other night stacking against uh, Winnipeg 1 with uh, with Ottawa 1, I think it was. Ottawa 1, I got him at like 2 or 3% on a 14-gamer. I think I had like 17 or 18%. They were like my highest own line. I was like, all right, we get to attack Blake Wheeler. And Winnipeg 1 had like their best night uh, defensively of the season. And, you know, Shabbat was out. So that obviously is going to hurt the uh, the Sens there. But, yeah, couldn't have been more wrong on that one. That being said, I am going to attack Winnipeg 1 once again tonight. I, I think this line stinks. I think there's a lot of big names. But defensively, they are an absolute liability. And you've got this Lindholm, Gaudreau, Kachuk trio that has played pretty well. Gaudreau finally, you know, part of a good line for the first time this season. So I'm in on the Flames. Uh, I actually, I really, really do love them here. The ownership is, I'm, I'm not in love with, but if, you know, if they're going to be the highest owned line by 10% on the slate, then yeah, maybe you go somewhere else. But we've got Colorado one here. It's really difficult to fit in Colorado one and any sort of, Flames one, so it's kind of one or the other. I think they'll be up there as one of the highest zone lines, but I'm not getting away from it. I think if there's ever a spot for Calgary, Calgary one, uh, this is the one. Kachuk at 5,300 is a joke. Um, I think he should be much higher than that, but yeah, one good game for Winnipeg does not, uh, Winnipeg one, that is, does not uh, change my opinion of them. Wheeler's been atrocious the whole season. Cliffy's got the stats to uh, back that up. He's recited them in the chat a couple times recently. And so I'm um, just following the numbers. Calgary won. Calgary power play. Uh, if Winnipeg does take some penalties here, they are one of the worst teams in the league at killing it off. And Mark Giordano, going to be one of my highest owned defensemen. Right now he's third for me. Uh, if he's number one, I would feel great about that going into, uh, going into tonight. I think the Flames total is a little bit low. Uh, I think they could uh, have a big blow up here. Tanev, 3,100, another guy I saw some people talking about. I think Josh was talking about him a little bit. Um, he's probably going to play 20-plus minutes, and he's 3,100. So that checks two boxes right there. He's not a great DFS play. Not a great DFS player. I think he is a good DFS play tonight. Yeah, 21, 25, 21 in his last few. That uh, that checks out. All right, last couple games here, and then we'll get out. Let's see, how many likes do we have? Is this correct? We only have we have less than 10. That's That's got to change. So if you're watching this on Rewind, feel free to drop us a like. Oh, I just need to refresh my page. We've got 31. All right, you guys are doing a good job. 31 likes. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the channel, I think that's only going to help you out. 
We've got uh, shows for PGA, NBA, MMA, uh, NASCAR, NFL when that's in season, MLB. Uh, we've had esports shows. We've, I mean, we've got pretty much everything. Um, so if you want to know when we go live or when we have pre-records that get uploaded, uh, feel free to subscribe to the channel. Turn on the notification bell. They'll go right to your phone. You'll see when I go live. You'll see when the rest of the crew goes live. Cliffy and Josh tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern. We've got a bunch of shows coming up after this. So it would be in your best interest to subscribe if you enjoy playing, um, if you enjoy what we do. And if you enjoy playing DFS and gambling, if you're a gambler, I think a lot of the shows, especially the NBA tip-off show, if you're into NBA gambling at all or MLB, um, they do a really good job mixing in some uh, some sports betting segments in there as well. Abs, Sharks, 3.8 implied total for the Abs, 2.2 for the Sharks. Grubauer, Coroner, uh, new lines for, let me see, new lines for the Abs. Let me see if I can find these. I'm getting about 47 notifications. So I think there's going to be some projection updates. Uh. Landis Gog, McKinnon, Rantanen. You guys uh, are probably familiar with that one. Burkowski, Newhook, and Kadri. Kadri playing wing. And then Nishushkin, Jost, and Donskoy. That's a pretty strong top nine there uh, for the Avs going into a pretty bad Sharks team. Couture, Balseras, Timo Meyer got absolutely run over by the McKinnon line. But it was a close game. I would assume they do that again. I think it ended up 5-4. They're going to get run over again. Uh, Colorado won the best play on the slate. Uh, get as much as possible and try not to get duped. That's the game with them tonight. There, I don't see really any resistance coming from the Sharks. It's just a matter of whether or not they score. They have a 40, let me refresh this, 41% chance of being a top two stack. So as long as they're under 40%, they're a positive leverage play. I think they're going to be under 40% as a full stack because they're expensive, but they're expensive for a good reason. So just fire them up, whatever you can get. Burkowski, Newhook, and Kadri. I mean, I'm going to have to look into this Newhook fellow. I'm assuming he's somewhat of a prospect if he's coming up this late in the season. And they're letting him center Burkowski and Kadri. So uh, if he's any sort of decent distributor, that is a, uh, a pretty good spot to start against the Sharks. Now I will say... Um, I do like Hurdle, Barabanov, and uh, Evander Kane. They're not going to get the McKinnon line, or at least not a lot of them. Uh, so getting to go up against the non-McKinnon lines for Colorado usually is a pretty good thing. They have great numbers to start off. They're fully correlated on the top power play. So I'm not forgetting about the Sharks in this one here. Um, assuming we get the matchups correct, I, I feel pretty good about playing some Sharks 1. feel great about Colorado 1, obviously. Uh and then Colorado two and three are great fillers as well. Um, Josh mentioned on the show yesterday, he's mentioned on uh, a few shows recently. Uh, if you want to get exposure to some of these high implied totals without playing the absolute chalk, the chalk drop down to uh, the second line. And I think you could drop down to the third one here. Donskoy with, uh, who did I say? Jost and Val Nishushkin. So that line has great numbers, I think, as well at five on five. Let me do a quick look on that one. So they did with Saad. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That's like one of the best 140 
seven minutes with Nishushkin, Jost, Donskoy. Like that's like one of the best lines in the league. That's like that's like the same numbers as as uh, McDavid, Pulyarvi, and uh, Drysidle. Jeez, New York Rangers just fired their president and GM. Uh, okay. Weird. New hook is the real deal. 2019 first round pick. Good enough for me. I'll play the guy. I have no shame. Ryan Graves, 4K. Uh, perfectly fine to add on. I'll play him with some Colorado one stacks where I can't get up to Kale McCarr, but Kale McCarr is the prize to be won tonight. He's just 7K. That's the problem. So I don't love him as a one-off just because I think he's so closely tied. Like his ceiling performances are so closely tied to Colorado one's ceiling performances where I don't really want uh, Makar without him or without them. And that's really, really difficult to do at 7K. So if you can make it work, make it work. But uh, it's going to be tough tonight on a big slate with a lot of options. And uh, he doesn't project as like the raw point uh, best defenseman tonight, which makes him tough for 7K. Carlson, Burns, do what you want with those guys. Mario Party, 2,900, going to play 20-plus. There's another guy you can throw into your mix as a cheap punt defenseman. Kings, Yotes, last game of the night, 2.5 implied total for the Kings, 2.9 for the Yotes. Donskoy is with Kadri. No, I just saw new lines. I think uh, it's not updated on the lineup sites just yet. Um, we'll get it updated on the top stacks once uh, everything gets, uh, gets updated. But I believe Donskoy was with the, uh, was with Joseph Nichushkin. Uh, they, they're practicing right now. So, or they're just wrapping up practice. So we'll see if we get uh, confirmation on those lines, but that's what they were running in practice. Um, Cal Peterson, Darcy Kemper, those are your expected goalies. Uh, Kempe jumped up with Brown and Kopitar in the last game. The Kings depth is they're just getting destroyed every game. No matter who it is, the ducks took them to the woodshed. uh, And then the Yotes did last game as well. So they went Dvorak, Kraus and Fisher against Kopitar, Kempe Brown. Like I think that's what you should do. Um, You know, Kings one is not off the table for me tonight. But I was getting to a lot of them. I don't know that I want like double digits of them. I'm okay with six, seven percent of Kings one, but I want to play both Arizona one and Arizona two. Now I don't know what they're going to do with Schmaltz if he's even available tonight. He got hurt with warmups uh, in warmups um, in the last game and was a late scratch. But uh, and Broussard took his spot, I think, uh, w- between Bunting and Keller. So Schmaltz is in. Fantastic. I love uh, Arizona two, but I also love Arizona one Connor Garland. One of the best plays on the entire night. I think 4,900 cash lock uh, played 22 minutes in his first game back. This line uh, was awesome at five on five going up against Kings two and Kings three. This line was insanely good. 21 to two shot attempts uh, against mostly the Velarde, uh, the uh, line. And I think they played it some against Kings too, if I remember correctly, but yeah, I love, love, love the, uh, the Yotes. It's just, they're pretty popular and, um, I'm going to try to get non-duplicated lineups with them. So I don't think it's that sneaky to play them with like a Colorado one 
But elsewhere, if you're going to anyone but Colorado one with any of these top Arizona lines, I think you're in pretty good shape as far as getting some unique lineups. So I think that's about it. Uh, no defenseman that I love outside of the obvious Chikrin, but his price just continues to moon like Dogecoin, 7300 bucks for uh, Chikrin. It's like, you know, I think you can play him as a one-off. Um, it's hard to play him over a guy like Yossi, but if the ownership difference is there, um, by all means, have at it. And, you know, you get Geo is uh, 1200 bucks cheaper than Chikrin. So he's tough to play, but uh, tough to play just means that he's not going to be that popular tonight. All right. If you guys got any questions, feel free to hit me up in Slack. We've got NBA shows and the game plan and, you know, hours of NBA and MLB coming up to uh, close it out before lock. Thank you all for watching. Cliffy and Josh will break down tomorrow's slate.